Hey there, teachers. Since you're a regular podcast listener, and I know you're committed to improving your literacy instruction, I want to make sure you know about our free private podcast, the Confident Writer System Series. This private podcast was the result of so many teachers asking me questions about how to teach writing. I'd get questions like, my schedule is already so crammed. How do you find enough time to teach writing? Or my students struggle to write complete sentences and paragraphs, yet I'm expected to get them to write a five-paragraph essay by the end of the year. Help! (laughs) So I decided to put together a five-episode private podcast series that will teach you how to teach writing in upper elementary. In this short series, you'll learn the five mistakes to avoid when teaching writing in upper elementary, simple routines that will take your students from confused to confident, and manageable ways to teach writing every day without feeling rushed. You're going to get access to a podcast workbook that is filled with freebies and writing resources. So if that sounds like something that you want, then head to stellarteacher.com slash writing podcast. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash writing podcast and sign up for this free private podcast. These episodes are only available inside the private podcast and trust me, you're not going to want to miss them. You're listening to episode number 74 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm your host, Sarah, and I am so excited that you are joining me this week. Today, we are jumping into part two of talking about poem of the week. If you listened to last week's episode number 73, Then I talked all about how you can use a really simple poem of the week routine to help build comprehension. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, definitely go back and listen to it. You can listen to this one first. They they don't necessarily go in order. But anytime that I am thinking about, you know, how to teach or what to teach, I'm trying to think about how can we maximize this experience for our students and get, you know, more bang for our buck, kill two birds with one stone. And with poem of the week, if you're reading a poem, you know, every day with your students, you can focus on more than just comprehension. And so today I'm going to walk through the fluency side and how you can use poem of the week to help promote fluency with your students. And a couple weeks ago or back in January, I think it was, and I don't remember the episode number, but we'll link to it in the show notes. I did an episode all about you know, what to do when your students are struggling with reading. And, you know, one of the sort of like first things we should do is make sure that they're actually fluent readers because fluency really leads into, you know, so many other parts of the reading experience. If students are not fluent, it is going to have an impact on their comprehension. If they're not fluent, it's going to have an impact on their overall enjoyment of reading. It's going to impact how they view themselves and their efficacy if they actually think that they can be a successful reader. And so fluency really is a very important part of the reading experience. And 
I think oftentimes we don't give enough attention to it in upper elementary. And I will say I did not give as much attention to it in upper elementary. You know, I used to teach first grade and second grade, and we definitely had like our fluency stations and students would practice fluency. But I think there's this almost like assumption that when students come to us in, you know, third, fourth and fifth grade, that they are fluent readers. And most of them are. But for the students that aren't fluent, it's a big deal. And we definitely want to make sure that we're giving them opportunities to improve their fluency. But even for the students who are fluent, the students who come to you and they read beautifully and smoothly and with expression, the more complex their texts become, and this is what happens, you know, the the stronger of a reader we become and the further along we get in our reading education, we are expected to read more complex texts. And students then, you know, in third, fourth, and fifth grade and beyond are now expected to read texts with very complex sentences, you know with independent clauses and dependent clauses and multiple commas. And, you know, the longer the sentence, the harder it is for students, I think, to read it fluently and maintain the meaning and be able to extract, you know, what does this group of words mean within these phrases. And so even your students who come to you with strong fluency, we want to continue to maintain that and continue to build that. And so if you are looking for a really easy way to let students practice and work on their fluency while also helping them develop their comprehension and enjoyment of reading, then using Poem of the Week with a fluency focus is a great way to do that. So I'm going to walk you through how you can use the poem for fluency. But just to make sure, again, we're kind of like all on the same page. When we're talking about fluency, we are talking about the ability to read words automatically, correctly, smoothly, with expression. You know, when students are fluent readers, they are able to see a word and they automatically know how to read it. You know, they don't need to pause. They don't have to sound it out or try to decode the word. They see it and they automatically know it. It's kind of like they can read a little bit ahead of what they're reading out loud. And they also know how to pause and phrase words. You know, they pay attention to commas to periods, other punctuation marks, and they know how to really read the punctuation in order to communicate the meaning that the author intended. And kind of like I mentioned, you know, fluency is really important because it is so strongly linked to comprehension. You know, if a student is a robot reader and they're pausing after every single word or, you know, one of the things I noticed is, you know, I noticed this a lot in second grade and even some in fourth grade is that I had some students who would want to pause at the end of every single line, even if it wasn't a sentence. But if students are pausing at the end of every single line, they're not getting the full meaning of a sentence, and that can definitely have an impact on their comprehension. So fluency is highly linked to comprehension. And then if students aren't comprehending and understanding what they're reading, they're probably not going to enjoy it. You know, if they aren't getting the, the meaning and understanding whether it's the humor or the emotion or the theme, you know, or being able to connect to the characters, they're not going to enjoy what they're reading. And if they're not going to enjoy what they're reading, they're really not going to be motivated to read. So fluency is so important because it links to so many other things. So I'm done now talking about fluency and why it's important and all of those things. Let's talk about how you can use Poem of the Week to promote fluency. And you can use the exact same poem, you know, as I talked about last week for the comprehension focus. And I'm going to walk you through basically what you can have your students do with the poem each day of the week, and then I'll talk about how you can balance both fluency and comprehension. So let's go through the routine first. So if you're doing poem of the week with a fluency focus, the first thing that, you know, you would have students do is on Monday, you want them to read the poem and they're going to read it. You might want to read it together. You might want to read the poem to the students. You could do it a couple different ways. And especially if the poem is short, you probably would have time to, you would read it. You could read it as a class. The students could read it together. 
But what you want students to do on this first day is to have them identify any words that they are maybe uncertain on how to read correctly. Because before we can become fluent readers, we also have to make sure that we are reading words accurately. And so if students, you know, are reading a poem and they see a word and they're like, okay, I've never seen this word before. I don't know how to decode it. I don't see any familiar word parts. Have them underline the word in the poem and just identify the fact that it's like, okay, this is a word that is unfamiliar to me. You know, maybe even if they've like heard it before or if you read it to them, it's like, okay, I've I've heard that word before, but when I see it, I don't automatically read it. So having them kind of become aware of what words would basically prevent them from reading that poem fluently. And that's kind of the only first thing that we're having them do from the fluency perspective. So just reading the poem once, identifying words that they don't know how to read correctly. Then we go on to Tuesday. So on Tuesday, the main goal is to practice reading the poem with accuracy because that's accuracy is kind of like a precursor to fluency. If we're going to be fluent, we also have to be accurate. So students will review the words that they underlined the previous day. So we're going to, you know, read through the poem and they're going to say, okay, this word I didn't understand or I didn't know. And then you want to encourage students to, and I think it's really important to teach them how to use like online tools, but, you know, show them how to go to a dictionary, look up that word and use either the pronunciation guide or even the little, you know, if you're looking at an online dictionary, there's the little speaker that you can press and it'll read the word to you so they can hear how that word is read or even encourage them to ask a friend or a classmate or use all of the tools that they have to break down that word the best they can. But you basically want to try to empower your students that if they see a word that they don't know how to read, that they are unfamiliar with, that there are tools and resources that they can tap into to help them figure out how to accurately read the word. So Tuesday, they're going to figure out how to say and read the words that were unfamiliar to them on Monday. And then they're going to practice reading the poem fluently. So they might reread the poem two or three times. Maybe the line that had the unfamiliar word, they read a few times so they become confident in it. Maybe they take that underlined word that they didn't know and they draw a picture or they, you know, write it out phonetically so, you know, they can remember how to say it. Something to where they feel like they can read through the word smoothly. So Tuesday, they are going to determine how to read all of the words and then they're going to practice reading with accuracy. Okay, on Wednesday is the day that they're going to start to think about how to read the poem with expression. They've read through the poem a couple times. They've, you know, clarified any confusing words. And so now they can start to really think about how can I read the poem in a way that is going to express the ideas of the author and really help communicate the meaning. And so have students read through the poem and then have them start to think about how can they add in more expressive elements to their reading? And I always like to have students think about the mood of the poem and how the poem makes them feel. You know, does it make them feel sad? Does it make them feel happy? Does it make them feel anxious? You know, have them think about the tone of the poem. How did the author intend the poem to be read? And then have them brainstorm different ways that they could read the poem so that way it matches the mood of the poem. You could brainstorm these ideas as a whole group. You could have students jot down their ideas on a post-it note. They could brainstorm with a partner. Some of the things that you can encourage students to think about is, okay, what happens if you change the volume of your voice as you read the poems? What if you read some parts loudly and some parts quietly? You know, what happens if you change the pace of your voice as you read? What happens if you read some parts quickly and some parts slowly? You know, what if you give some words more of an emphasis than others? You know, what happens if you include a longer pause after some words, lines, or stanzas? And so Have students actually practice and experiment changing up the volume and the pace and the pausing and the emphasis of the words as they read. 
And I think it's fun to encourage students, like, you get to decide how you want to read the poem. You know, this is your chance to express the reading of the poem in a way that matches, you know, how it makes you feel. And I think this is really fun for students. And it also can be fun if you have them experiment. You know, if they read one line loudly, then reread that line again quietly and and see how it feels with the overall experience of the poem. And so, like I said, this day is a really fun day for students. And it's kind of like they're creating their expression plan for reading. And I also think it's a good reminder for students that when we are reading, we want to think about our expression. And, you know, we want students to be thinking about their expression when they're reading silently in their head, when they're reading fiction, when they're reading nonfiction. And poetry is just a really great way to practice that and remind students of some of those elements that can help make them become a more expressive reader. And again, if you're doing poem of the week every single week, that means every week your students are thinking about and practicing being expressive readers, which is a good thing. So on Thursday, this is where they're going to either, it's kind of like the performance day. They're going to either read to or with a friend. And so we want students to practice their oral reading fluency. If they can, you know, read out loud with good expression, that's just going to help them be stronger readers. And I know sometimes students have a lot of, you know, Some students aren't super confident with reading out loud in front of the class. And so I think if that's the case, obviously, you don't want to pressure students. But hopefully by Thursday, all of your students, even if they are a struggling reader, hopefully by Thursday, they feel confident in their ability to read out loud because they've practiced the poem so many times. They've cleared up any word that they don't know how to read. You know, they've practiced reading with expression. So hopefully they do feel confident and brave enough to want to read it out loud. So the goal would be for them to either read the poem to a friend Or they could even buddy read with a friend. And there's benefits to all of these. So if they read to a friend, it's good because they're able to, you know, practice performing and practice, you know, sharing their expression. But then if they hear a friend reading the poem, you know, they can see it's like, oh, did my classmate interpret the poem in the same way? Did they include the same sort of expression and the same pacing and the same volume? Anytime students hear fluent reading as an example, it's just going to give them more of a model of how they can become fluent readers themselves. And then I think when students are buddy reading, there's a lot of benefit to being able to match their own pacing and expression and pausing with somebody else. That can be really helpful for fluency as well. Now, if students don't have the opportunity or if they don't want to read to a friend, you can always have students record themselves reading and then have them listen back. And I think this can also be really helpful because sometimes, you know, especially if they're doing a lot of silent reading and practice, you know, the reading of the poem silently, If they don't actually hear how it sounds in their head, they might think it sounds a certain way. But then when they actually hear themselves, it's like, oh, wait, I read that way too slowly or I I paused and I shouldn't have paused there. You know, so when they have a chance to actually hear themselves play back and listen to what they're reading, it can help them be kind of more aware of their fluency and just how they are reading. So Thursday, I like to give students the chance or I would encourage you to give students a chance to actually perform or read the poem out loud for somebody Again, depending kind of like on the time, you could have everybody buddy read. You could pick one or two students to read aloud to the class. You can, you know, switch this up however it works for your students. And then Friday, the last part of like the fluency routine is just to have students read for fun. And, you know, they read the poem. Again, if you want to have them read with another buddy or somebody else, if they enjoy that, if they just want to read it on their own. But the goal would be for them to read for fun. And I think to actually emphasize that the goal today is to read it and just to enjoy the poem. You know, they've spent so much time practicing their fluency. And I think it's important to highlight the growth that they've experienced as a fluent reader throughout the week, especially if, you know, at the beginning of the week, there were words that you didn't even know how to read. 
And now on Friday, you're able to read the poem with expression and pausing and you know, you can read it for fun and enjoy the poem and just highlight the growth that they experienced from a fluency perspective during the week, I think is a really easy way to give students a quick win and just help them feel confident in their ability to read. So again, Friday, the goal is just to read it for fun and enjoy the fact that it's like, okay, I can read this poem in a really expressive way and help communicate the ideas that the author intended through my reading. So that is basically the fluency routine. It can work for any poem. And honestly, this type of routine could even work for any short story. So if you have students that really need to practice fluency, you could take the same tasks Monday through Friday and you could have them apply it to, you know, a paragraph of a text, a short story, anything else just to practice working on their fluency. Now, if you listen to the episode last week where I talked about comprehension and then the episode this week for fluency, maybe you're thinking, okay, how do I make these two work together? So if you have time, if you did both the fluency and the comprehension, it could take somewhere between 15, maybe 20 minutes, depending on the comprehension focus, but it could probably take about 15 minutes a day for students to complete both the fluency and the comprehension. So I think in an ideal world, if you have enough time, use poem of the week for both fluency and comprehension. I know teachers are always crunched for time. So if you don't have enough time, then you could do a couple different things. One, You could rotate one week. We do poem of the week for fluency. And then you could even do the same poem the next week for comprehension and do them, you know, every other week with a fluency focus and a comprehension focus. Or the other thing is you could condense some of the comprehension days, do the fluency focus every single day. And then maybe you only do a few of the comprehension ones, or you could do fluency whole group and then send comprehension home for homework. Or you could make the fluency as part of your reading center. You could make the whole thing as part of a reading center. You know, if you have reading workstations and they're about 15 to 20 minutes long, doing this entire poem of the week as a center activity could definitely be something that you could do. And so if you don't have time to do everything, then think about what is the most important. I would encourage you to think, though, especially if you're upper elementary, you know, I think oftentimes we think, okay, comprehension is so important, especially that's what our students get assessed on. You know, we want to make sure that they understand it. But like I said at the beginning of this episode, Fluency is such an important precursor to comprehension, and so we don't want to ignore it. So I would definitely encourage you at some point to provide practice and focus with the fluency aspect of it. But there are definitely ways that you can combine both elements together or just focus on one for a week and then flip-flop that type of thing. So hopefully you find this to be helpful. In case you missed last week's episode or are looking for ways that you can get more resources, like I said, You can use this with any poem that you find on the internet or in any anthology. We do have a poem of the week routine that has both the comprehension response questions and the fluency sort of checklist task list included in it. And that is available on Teachers Pay Teachers. And it's also a part of the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership. And if you have not joined that, we will include a link in the show notes in case you want to check it out. If you're just interested in the poem of the week routine, you can obviously check that out on Teachers Pay Teachers. But like I said, this is something that you can do with your students with absolutely zero prep work. All you got to do is find a poem. So hopefully you find that it helps your students become more aware and just more fluent readers. And of course, as always, thank you so much for joining me this week. I love connecting with you guys. And so feel free to reach out on Instagram with any questions that you might have about this episode or any episode in the past. And of course, as always, I hope you have a stellar week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. 
You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week. 